Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Hello and welcome to Light Body Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lara May, and today I have with me Lauren Fonneville, and she is an integrative energy practitioner specializing in EFT tapping for stress, anxiety, and trauma. She guides her clients on a journey of self-healing to break through obstacles physical, mental, or emotional that are keeping them stuck and holding them back in life or business. She believes we all have the answers within us, and sometimes we just need a little help accessing them. Welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you are the first EFT practitioner I've had on the show. So, I mean, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Um, I've been aware of EFT for probably about 10 years now, I guess. Um, I don't practice it very often, to be quite honest, but I know it can be powerful. So let's start with just introducing our audience to what EFT or tapping is. Yeah. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, and it is a process of gently tapping on certain points of the body. And then at the same time, you are verbally acknowledging the emotions that you're feeling. So when I'm describing it to people who are not familiar with it, I often compare it to acupuncture simply because people are more familiar with acupuncture. So when you go to an acupuncturist, they take those tiny little needles and they put them in at certain points. With tapping, we're applying acupressure to some of those same points. And the, the idea behind it or some of the science behind it is that it helps to reduce the amount of cortisol that's pumping through the body, which is the stress hormone, and then you can feel calmer. And when you feel calmer, you make better decisions. Okay, cool. Um, that all makes logical sense. <laughs> and so when um, I imagine, like, obviously, people come to see you for a session, you take them through this. But are there other ways that people can implement tapping once they've been doing it with a practitioner for a little while like can you implement it like in the moment of your stress or trigger to help dissolve um even the trigger yes so the beautiful thing about tapping is that it can be used proactively on a day-to-day -day basis as part of your self-care and then it can also be used reactively in those moments that you were talking about where you're feeling really stressed or feeling overwhelmed and it can help you in in the moment um i've found it particularly helpful if you are in the doctor's office and maybe you're feeling really stressed about um, having the conversation with the doctor or maybe they're telling you something that you weren't expecting and you're having a hard time processing it. Um, 
I not too long ago had to uh, take my daughter to the doctor. They sent us to the um, emergency, to the hospital, and she ended up being admitted. And um, my anxiety was at an all-time high, and so mm -hmm. I was I was just like pressing on some of the hand points um, and taking some deep breaths. And I really do think that that helped me a lot in being able to understand what the doctor was telling me, make the best decisions in the moment, you know, when, and there's lots of situations in life where we can get overwhelmed and having this tool in your, in your back pocket <laughs> or at your fingertips. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because it's, again, like you explained it, it's, it's a multiple pronged approach. So you're using points on the body that actually do have um, connection with relieving stress. And, you know, so there are that those acupressure points. And then it's that, I feel like it's that process of taking yourself through that dialogue. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's so much to be said for allowing yourself to feel the feeling. So this isn't another, you know, way to just escape and avoid what you're feeling. This is actually a way to process. Yes, that, yes, that's exactly it. So it is a tool to really hold space for how you're feeling because that's often not something that we do simply because it's uncomfortable, right? When yeah. we're talking about emotions like anger, sadness, frustration, those are things we don't, we don't like feeling. And so we stuff it down and then we distract ourselves with something else so we don't have to feel those feelings. And while that approach can work for the short term, uh, I think we've all probably experienced that in the long term, all of those things that we've been avoiding and shoving down, they're going to just continue to grow and get to a point where they're they're going to make themselves known, whether that is physically um, you know, there's I think when we are under a lot of stress, people ought, will have an automatic uh, response when I ask the question, where do you, where do you carry that stress in your body? Most mm -hmm. people know like, oh, I feel it in my neck and in my shoulders. But it's not just with stress that we hold things physically. It's with any emotion that we haven't allowed ourselves the time and space to, to feel. So this is a really healthy way of allowing you to feel those, feel those feelings. Yes. And then my next question for you is, do you incorporate other energy healing modalities with the EFT in your sessions? And if so, how does that, how do you put those two to, or put those together? Yeah. So I am also a trauma informed yoga instructor. I, uh, I, I do sound healing. I teach meditation. So, uh, and I'm also a Reiki practitioner. So yes, I do like to incorporate other, other healing modalities when I, when I work with my clients and that's really based on their comfort level, what they're interested in, in trying. Mm -hmm. a lot of I'll intuitively say, Hey, I'm thinking we try this. How does that feel for you? Of course, I want them to be be comfortable with that. And most of the time, people are very open to, to trying these different modalities. And, and so I really just use my intuition as to when to uh, bring those different aspects in. Awesome. And I normally ask people their story at the very beginning, but I, we didn't really. So can you tell us just how you evolved into this and what brought you to the specific modality? Yeah, sure. So I have always dealt with anxiety and stress. You know, I think I was a, an anxious kid, but it was always something I was able to keep the keep the lid on and, and manage, so to speak. And 
things really kind of got to that place where I knew I needed to find some some help when uh, we got unexpected news that my husband was going to have to deploy again. And we'd done deployments uh, multiple times before. However, this was the first one since having kids. And my anxiety level just went through the roof because also because it was unexpected. It was uh, all the other ones we knew. I knew about months in advance. I could prepare myself. And this one was we just got a call and, and there it's happening. So I found myself having panic attacks and feeling feeling really overwhelmed. I I first went to the doctor and she gave me some some medication. I really didn't like the way that that medication made me feel and I decided that I was going to try some some other holistic ways to manage my stress and um, and kind of made a deal with myself that if I wasn't feeling any sort of progress that I would go back to the doctor and, and try some other medication. So for me, it started with with going to, to yoga. I had been practicing yoga probably for 15 years before that on and off. And this particular day, we had just recently moved to a new city. I went to this new yoga studio. There was a poster about yoga teacher training and something deep within me was just screaming, this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So I did. I signed up on the spot, which is very unlike me. I usually like to, you know, weigh out the pros and cons, make the lists, all the things. <laughs> but I was just like, nope, I'm doing it. And so that was the the first decision of many that kind of led me down this path. But then being at the yoga studio all the time, I was around people that were talking about energy and different types of energy healers that would, you know, come to the studio. And so that's where I was introduced to Reiki and ended up going and getting certified in, in Reiki. And I was, uh, I joined a coaching program of self-development. And it was in that program that the coach had invited in an EFT practitioner. And and I was very skeptical at the idea of tapping to, to reduce my stress or, or feel better, but I felt like I didn't have anything to lose and I gave it a try and was pleasantly surprised with how, how good it made me feel. And then because of that, I went on and had some one-on-one -on -one sessions, continued tapping on my own, and then decided that I really wanted to share it with other people because of how it was such a had such a profound impact on, on my life and, and my well-being. Right. Yeah. I remember when I first um, learned about tapping, it just seemed so almost too simple. Like, how could this actually, you know, work? <laughs> you're tapping all these points, you're saying these words, and you do actually feel better. So um, with that being said, like, how long do, do the results last? Like, we've sort of kind of established that you can have pretty quick and immediate results. Um, but do you find that in order for things to be sort of, um, for the most part, like permanently uh, resolved mm -hmm. that you need to keep doing it? Or does it just depend on the issue and how embedded the emotion is? Yeah, it really depends on the person. It depends on the issue. It depends on how long you've been dealing with this particular issue. Um, one of my mentors describes it as a table, right? So if you think of a table, at the tabletop is the presenting issue. And then you have the legs of the table that are holding that tabletop up. And so if we think of tapping on all of the different events that are on one of the table legs, if you tap on enough of them, you don't have to tap on every single issue that, that's attached to that leg, but if you tap on enough of them, that leg will fall. And then if you move on to the next leg and you tap on enough of them there, 
that leg will fall, fall, and eventually that tabletop is going to fall. And so you absolutely can get to a point where it, the issue is no longer, um, and you don't have to tap on every single thing that's ever happened in your life that has contributed to that. But if you tap on enough of enough of the big ones, it's going to it, you're going to find that find that relief. Now, that's not to say, I mean, we're human, right? So we're going to be exposed to other things that are triggering. So it's not to say that maybe something might not be triggered in you later on, but now you have the tool and you can recognize what's going on, have the awareness that you can tap and it's not going to impact you in that same way. Okay. And um, so in terms of like time dedication it seems like it could it's pretty quick process but should you like spend all like your analogy of the table you should you spend like a whole bunch of time doing all of that at once or should you break it up like and allow yourself to sort of like come to a new level of uh, a new normal you know without the one leg before you move on to the next so to speak yeah so it's really important to stay with one one aspect of whatever your issue is at a time until you can tap that down to a level that really is more manageable for you before and, and something else is likely going to come up that's going to feel stronger for you and that's when you know it's time to move on to the to the next thing okay. uh, when the intensity is down enough on that on that first on that first aspect that you're that you're working on um but as far as how much time to spend on it right like i think that's one of the things that a lot of people say to me i don't have time where am i going to find the time to do one <laughs> more thing right mm -hmm. um so even even if it's just a couple minutes a day that you're doing this on a proactive level of just acknowledging whatever's going on in your day that day or whatever maybe happened the day before that that irritated you right just a couple of minutes 5 10 minutes a day is going to then make make you more likely to utilize tapping in those situations where you are really feeling overwhelmed and stressed out and, and need to use it in a more reactive manner. So the more you practice, the easier it is for you to implement later. Now, if you knowingly have something that's bothering you, like for example, I had a woman come to me who had a fear of going on elevators and she never really liked elevators, but she never had any sort of incident where she was trapped in an elevator or anything like that. But as she got older the fear got worse and her reaction to it would get worse and uh it was impacting her life she wasn't able to go on trips to new york city because she wouldn't be able to get into an elevator right so if you have something that you know that you that you want to work on i would definitely recommend working with with a practitioner and those sessions are going to be longer typically when i work with uh, clients there the sessions are are an hour long um and then you know you can you can choose if you like to you know do a little homework uh and and continue to tap when you notice things coming up al along the way so it depends on what your availability is you know it's never like a hard and fast answer with that okay so what else can we use i mean we've established that like anything that produces a feeling of anxiety but are there other emotions that this can be applied to yeah absolutely so this is a tool that can help with limiting beliefs so those thoughts that we have, I'm not good enough, who am I to be doing this work, you know, negative thoughts that perhaps and likely have come from experiences from our childhood that impact how we are showing up in our lives and in our businesses. That is something that that tapping can help you get to the root of and, and release. It's also something that can help with physical pain. 
So even when there is a reason for you to be in pain, let's say you were in a car accident and maybe you've recovered from that, but now every time it rains, you know, your, your shoulder gets all achy, right? Mm -hmm. um, there are emotional components to physical pain. So even when there is that reason for you, you know, saying, oh, I, I was in this accident, that's, I'm just gonna have to deal with this for the rest of my life. A lot of the time there, there, these emotional components can exacerbate the pain. So tapping can help you to create awareness on, around that and also find physical relief in the body as well. Awesome. That yeah. has huge implications. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. So um, can you give us some more examples of like um, client success stories or like context? Yeah, sure. So I have worked with a lot of entrepreneurs. So dealing with a lot of limiting beliefs around uh, around them being entrepreneurs. Sometimes there's fears around showing up um, on social media or doing presentations. Uh, I worked with a, a client, she was an accountant and she was in a really toxic work environment and she she you know hated going to work every day she really didn't feel comfortable saying what it was that she needed speaking up for herself setting boundaries and so in our in our work together our first six months she really started um to kind of peel back those layers as to why she was always so quiet and a lot of it had to do with childhood and and this need to be quiet and stay small to be safe and and in recognizing you know that 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 was then and she that that was her survival mechanism right that was how she protected herself but that's not how it has to be now Mm -hmm. And so in doing so, she was really able to then voice what it was that she needed, stood up for herself in a lot of ways. And ultimately, she decided to leave that to leave that job. She then uh, started a new career. She wrote a book. She she really was able to tap into that that empowerment that was always there, um, but had been covered up by all the all the fear and anxiety from from things from her past. Wow. That's, that's powerful. I feel like it can, it can be such a road of self-discovery, yeah. um, yeah. which is, can be both scary and exciting at the same time too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so like I've worked with a woman who was really suppressing a lot of sadness and a lot of grief. She had gone through a lot in, in her life. She had lost loved ones and she had never really allowed herself to feel any of it. She was just pushing it down and powering through. And a lot of the time we do that because, you know, it's life. We have to go on. We have to show up. We have to go to work. We have to take care of the kids, all, all of these things. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was a lot of fear that she had in, in allowing herself to, to feel the sadness, like that feeling that she wasn't going to be able to come back from it if, if she went there. Mm -hmm. But the, great thing about tapping is that it can be very gentle. You never have to dive into the deep end and feel all the feelings and relive the trauma or anything like that. You can do it in a very gentle way. And so we did. And in doing so, she really was able to, to find some, some freedom from those emotions. Um, and, and other things in her life shifted because of that. So it was really a, a beautiful process to watch. Yeah. And we haven't talked about that yet. It, like, so what could some of the negative side effects be? Or are there any, like, you just mentioned, like, you don't have to relive or rehash the trauma or, you know, um, so have you ever 
had a situation where it can be almost like um, more triggering or is that sort of like limit that whole feedback process because of how it works? Yeah, I mean, people can, you, there are there are clients or situations that come to mind where people had a very strong reaction to something. And as a practitioner, you know, it's my job to, to recognize that. And then when it feel when it's too much, and, you know, maybe somebody, then that could be indicated by somebody really crying a lot, not being able to ca catch their breath, or mm -hmm. you know, it's like physical things that, that are going on, then, it, then it's time to, to back off. I would say, if you are someone who is knowingly experienced trauma, I would recommend working with a practitioner to really go through this in a in a safe and guided way. I mean, this is also a tool that you, of course, can use on your own. There's tons of videos that are out there that you can tap along with, and um, and I think that they are wonderful. I make videos too, but the thing with with the videos to know is that if what the practitioner is saying as you're tapping isn't resonating with how you're feeling it's just not connecting with you pause that video and really try to tune in and, and come up with your own words of, of how you're feeling because that's where you're really going to make progress is when you're acknowledging how you are feeling and and a video isn't always able to to do that right yeah i mean the whole point of of i feel like practicing this is to help process your personal emotions so yeah if you're just <laughs> i mean it's good maybe to practice and to get familiar but yeah like you said like it's it's really important for it to resonate yeah um yeah because it's all about that vibration and you know i think also too like teaching our brains that it's okay to feel the emotion that it's not permanent it's just passing and that you know um, an emotion literally can't kill us or like actually hurt us at all because it all it's everything is really a manifestation of what we're thinking in our heads so when we i feel like yes we that is it can be powerful but at the same time like when we disempower that piece it empowers another piece I love that. And so the definition of emotion is energy in motion. So it's this idea that our emotions, they want to be felt, they want to be acknowledged, they don't want to be stuffed down and ignored where they can like fester and grow, they want to be felt so that, you know, you don't expend all of this energy trying to, to run away from them and not feel them. But you allow yourself to feel them so that you can you can move through them and, and feel more empowered when you when you do. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, tell us, is there uh, anything like specifically about the research that stands out to you that you feel like would be powerful for people to know and understand? Yeah. Um, Dr. Peter Stapleton is one of the biggest researchers when it comes to the emotional freedom technique. She's based over in Australia. And one of her studies showed that tapping reduces the amount of cortisol in the body by up to 43%, which is a really, really big number. Mm -hmm. And so being able to calm yourself in that way and know that there's that there are changes that are happening in your body in your brain is really, really very powerful. Um, another study that was that was done was um, focused on veterans who had been diagnosed with PTSD. And they did one on one tapping with each of these veterans in, in this group. 
for six weeks. And at the end of the six weeks, 90% of the veterans in that group had a reduction in their PTSD symptoms. And then that was uh, that that stayed when they checked in with them three months later and again, six months later. And so, I mean, and that in itself, that this has been, the tapping has been approved by the VA to be used with veterans in the United States. I mean, I think that that in itself is something really powerful, just knowing how long it takes the government mm -hmm. to approve anything and, you know, <laughs> So and, true. <laughs> and, that it, and that it's really, it's, it, it's really a, a gentle way of helping people that can have a lasting impact. Yes, I think it can't be stressed enough how gentle the process is. Mm -hmm. um, and so this isn't um, anything crazy. It's not like a ayahuasca retreat, <laughs> 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 which I'm sure is super powerful, but not gentle at all from what I've heard. I oh. haven't experienced it myself yet, but that's one of the things that sort of steers me away from that is the yeah. jarring physical experience that comes with it from what I've researched. So. I mean, I, I literally <laughs> was just talking to a friend who had this experience where she did ayahuasca and she was like on the floor crying for hours i'm like that sounds awful and like nothing i would want to try right know? not yeah. to mention the the physical purge <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yeah so yeah i think like you said that's something to really you know uh to be said for this whole process is like the federal government has acknowledged its usefulness and in utility you know utility in helping our veterans who you know are so selfless in, in the work that they do and suffer such um, extreme life-altering side effects from directly from that work. So I think that's really powerful to know and to realize about, um, about tapping. So what else have we, do we need to talk about or have we not talked about yet that you want to bring forward? I feel like we've covered a lot of bases here. Yeah, I, I think we have covered a lot. I mean, if, if people are interested in learning more and like more about the science, I do have a free masterclass on, on my website that is open to anyone who's interested. Um, and you can access that by visiting mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass. Um, and, you know, I think the best way, if, if you're intrigued by this, if you've never tried this and you're intrigued by this, give yourself the gift of giving it a try. And whether that's just watching a video and tapping along with it and, and seeing what you think or attending, attending a class, I also offer uh, a free monthly tap along group that is typically the first Thursday of the month at 11 a.m. Eastern. And that's really focused on entrepreneurs and any stress or anxiety you're dealing with in your business or how that, you know, how you're holding yourself back. And then we tap as a group and there, there's a lot of power in, in tapping as a group. We call it borrowing benefits. So we use the words of one volunteer, but everybody else is tuning into whatever their own issue is. And then afterwards we share what, what we have felt in regards to our own issue. And there's always a lot of synchronicities in that in that space and and uh, growth that happens and a lot of awareness. So I always invite people to come give it a try, see if it works for you. Okay, all right, cool. Would you be open to maybe taking us through a, a small demonstration right now? Sure, I'm happy to do that. Okay, cool. What should we tap on? I don't know. What would you like <laughs> to tap on? <laughs> um. I'm trying to think maybe like what, 
what is maybe like really front of mind right now? Um, how about like inflation? Inflation. Okay. So that so like when I think of that, it brings up like financial limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you think about inflation, what we would do is think on a scale of one to 10, like how, how much does that, you know, bother you on a scale of one to 10 or how, how, um, overwhelming is that for you to think about right and so we give ourselves that gauge of of one to ten ten being you know the most intense it to then be able to check as we move through the process to see if that number has shifted and to be able to just note where where we are throughout the process okay so for me i feel like i'm at a six right now with that Okay. So what, what would you say is one of the main thoughts that you have when you think about inflation? You said it brings up financial worries. Uh, yeah. Like the whole concept of things are getting more expensive, but you know, how much money I'm bringing home is staying the same. So yeah. that whole ratio of, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. okay. So what we'll do is we'll start on the pinky side of the hand. So I'm tapping with my fingers on my right hand on the pinky side of my left hand. Now you can always switch um, back and forth if you like. Some people say that they are, they feel uneven if they don't do both. But I typically only do the one side, but okay. So now I'm going to say a sentence and then I invite you to repeat that sentence. So even though prices are going up, even though prices are going up and my income is staying the same and my income is staying the same. And that makes me feel what? And that makes me feel worried. Right here, right now, I'm acknowledging this worry. Right here, right now, I'm acknowledging this worry. Even though I have these worries about inflation, even though I have these worries about inflation, and how it's going to impact my family. And how it's going to impact my family. Right here, right now, I'm acknowledging this worry. Right here, right now, I'm acknowledging this worry. Even though I have these worries about inflation. Even though I have these worries about inflation. And the rising prices of everything. And the rising prices of everything. It's okay and I'm okay. It's okay and I'm okay. And we're going to come to the crown of the head. These worries about inflation. These worries about inflation. Coming to the start of the eyebrows on both sides. The prices are going up and I'm worried. The prices are going up and I'm worried. Side of the eyes. My income is staying the same. My income is staying the same. And I'm worried about it. And I'm worried about it. Under the eyes. I'm worried about inflation. I'm worried about inflation. And how this is going to impact me. And how this is going to impact me. And we're going to come under the nose. I have all of these worries about inflation. I have all these worries about inflation. onto the chin crease i'm worried about these rising costs i'm worried about these rising costs and then we're going to come to the collarbone so it's really just underneath the collarbone on the fleshy part on both sides i have all these worries about inflation i have all these worries about inflation 
Is there a main worry that comes to mind for you? Um, more specific. I guess that like like eventually, <laughs> I don't know why this is, I think this is important to you to bring up is that like sometimes our worries, like when we voice them out loud, they sound a little irrational, but exactly. they're real yeah. for us. Yes, yes. No, I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> Something that we think over and over repeatedly, it can feel really true. But then when we take the time to say it out loud, it's like, oh, that is actually pretty silly, you know? Right. Yeah. Like my my worry is that like it will spiral out of control to where like it literally like won't, you know, add up like everything will be so expensive yeah. that it doesn't matter how much money I make. I won't be able to like keep my head above water. Yeah. OK. Uh, so we'll come underneath the arm. Everything's going to be so expensive. Everything's going to be so expensive. I won't be able to keep my head above water. I won't be able to keep my head above water. And then we're coming to the back of the hand between the pinky and the ring finger. I'm worried everything's going to get so expensive. I'm worried everything's going to get so expensive. I'm not going to keep my head above water. I'm not going to be able to keep my head above water. So then we're pause right there and take a nice deep breath in. And so that was one round of tapping. And so you can see we really were sticking with the worry about the inflation and, you know, and worry about inflation is kind of a, a broad topic, right? And so as we continue to tap, the idea is to try and to get more and more specific with what the worry is, maybe where you're feeling that, if you're feeling that physically in your body, mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, exploring from there. So the process is really... Uh, I like to say it's like a connecting of the dots and you never really know where the next dot is going to go. But when you allow yourself to sit with that same emotion for a while, kind of like you did, like when we, we when you said, oh, yeah, like my worry is that it's you know going to be so bad. And then you kind of laughed a little bit. Right. Because it's like our mind starts to think about it a little bit differently. We get a little bit of a different perspective. And when we have that different perspective, we can think about things differently. When we think about things differently, we feel differently. When we feel differently, we take different action. And then of course we get a different result. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, that was only one round. Yeah. You want to do another round or, or is, are we good? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's do one more round just so okay. everyone gets it. <laughs> Okay, so you said you were at, I think, what'd you say, a six in the beginning? I was at a six, yeah. Does it still feel like a six, or do you notice anything different? Um, well, I know that we got more specific with the thought, and uh -huh. so acknowledging that specific thought actually, like, sort of kept it where it is. Okay. But I feel like that's still progress. Yeah, okay. All right. So when you think about this worry about inflation, do you feel it at all in your body? Do you, do you feel anything? Yeah, it's like, you know, that like nervousness, like, mm -hmm. um, like in your heart space is where I feel it. Okay. So even though I feel this nervousness in my heart space, even though I feel this nervousness in my heart space, and I still have these worries about inflation, and I still have these worries about inflation, right here, right now, I'm honoring how I feel. Right here, right now, I'm honoring how I feel. And what does it feel like in your heart space? Just like tightness or? Tightness, yeah, like a, and a fluttery. Okay. Even though I have this tight, fluttery feeling in my heart space. Even though I have this tight, fluttery feeling in my heart space. And I think it's related to my worries about inflation. And I think it's related to my worries about inflation. I'm choosing to love myself through this. 
I'm choosing to love myself through this. Even though I feel this tension in my heart space. Even though I feel this tension in my heart space. And I still have these worries about inflation. And I still have these worries about inflation. Choosing to love myself through this. I'm choosing to love myself through this. Coming to the top of the head. I still have these worries about inflation. I still have these worries about inflation. Coming to the eyebrows. These worries that prices are going to be so high. These worries that prices are going to be so high. And I won't be able to keep my head above water. And I won't be able to keep my head above water. Onto the side of the eyes. I feel this tension in my heart space. I feel this tension in my heart space. I feel this fluttery feeling in my heart space. I feel this fluttery feeling in my heart space. Under the eyes. All these worries about inflation. All these worries about inflation. These worries about prices going up. These worries about prices going up. I'm worried I won't be able to keep my head above water. I'm worried I won't be able to keep my head above water. And then onto the chin crease. And I feel this tension in my heart space. And I feel this tension in my heart space. Do you, does it feel possible to let go of any of the worry? I would love to let go of this worry. <laughs> does it feel like the worry is serving you in any way? No, if, if anything, I feel like it's holding me back and like pushing me toward just to inaction, like almost to like um, paralysis. Yeah. Coming to the collarbone. This worry is, is keeping me paralyzed. This worry is keeping me paralyzed. I know this worry isn't serving me. I know this worry isn't serving me. And I'd really like to be able to let it go. And I'd really like to be able to let it go. Coming under the arm. If, if I could let this worry go, then I'd feel what? If I could let this worry go, then I would feel relief. Relief. And then the back of the hand, I deserve to feel this relief. I deserve to feel this relief. We'll do one more round. Okay. Come to the top of the head. I've been carrying these worries. I've been carrying these worries. Is this a worry you've been carrying for a while? How long have you been dealing with it? Um, I, This is the first time I've acknowledged it, but it must have been hanging out with me for a while, I think. <laughs> Going to the eyebrows. This worry has been hanging around for a while. This worry has been hanging around for a while. And I know it's not serving me. And I know it's not serving me. Come to the side of the eyes. I'd like to be able to let it go. I'd like to be able to let it go. But I'm not sure how to do that. But I'm not sure how to do that. Under the eyes. I'm open to the possibility of letting it go. I am open to the possibility of letting it go. Does that feel true? That you're open to the possibility of it? Yes. Okay. Under the nose. I want to feel relief. I want to feel relief. I deserve to feel relief. I deserve to feel relief. Onto the chin crease. This worry is keeping me paralyzed. This worry is keeping me paralyzed. It's keeping me in, in action. It's keeping me in inaction. I deserve some some relief from this. I deserve some relief from this. 
under the arm. I'm ready for some relief from this. I am ready for some relief from this. Does it feel like you can let any of it go right now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll go to the back of the hand. Right here, right now, I'm letting go of some of this worry. Right here, right now, I'm letting go of some of this worry. I deserve to let go of this worry. I deserve to let go of this worry. And I'm inviting in relief. I'm inviting in relief. And then pause there, take a nice deep breath in. And let it go. If you come back to the intensity, does it feel any different? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm at a three now. So, and how yeah. do you how do you know that it's a three? Um, well, it's decreased. I'm a muscle tester, so okay. Okay. <laughs> so I, that's my tool. Cool. <laughs> um, but just in general, like I feel a a lot better. You know, I can definitely feel like it's decreased in intensity. So, oh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's a, that was a, a really great example of how we can start with something more broad. We can get it a little bit more specific tuning into maybe how you're carrying this in your in your body how you described it as the as the tension do you know if you tune into that tension in your in your heart space does that feel do you notice any shift there as well mm -hmm. yeah it's still there a little bit but it's much less yeah yeah and so i mean i don't even know how long we were tapping for but not that long and um you know that so i think it's a good example for people to see it doesn't take that long for you to then notice some shifts in your thinking and then also physically how you're feeling Right. Yeah. And so I'm, yeah, I'm so, thank you for that. I'm yeah. very grateful and appreciative. And I think it, again, like it illustrates that, you know, you don't have to be at a 10 out of 10 with something to address it. And you also like, don't have to get to a zero out of 10 in order to have some sort of benefit relief progress. Yes. Um, and like you said, if we had kept going, I'm sure we would have uncovered like more little you know like you described your like legs of that table yeah um, so i yeah. love that i love that well i appreciate you i appreciate you sharing sharing all of that uh with us and um you know i think what you said about like you don't have to let it get to a 10 before you address something is really a really important thing and i just want to to say i agree 100 percent with that and i think you know, a lot of the time when we when we are waiting or holding off on on addressing something, it does start to manifest itself physically. And when we ignore those physical things, whether it's just like aches or pains or whatever the case may be, they will get to a point where then you can't ignore them. So I always say we need to listen to our body when she whispers so that we don't have to hear her scream. So give yourself that gift of listening to your body and listening to your mind. If your mind is like racing all the time, like that's that's a sign too. And and don't wait till it's really bad to address it. And unfortunately, that's a lot of time when people come to me. It's like, ah, oh, it's like really bad. I try new things. Nothing's working. I'm ready to try that. Try this weird tapping thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, we just we are all so used to just existing at this level of yes. not great, but not awful that we're that's that's our normal and mm -hmm. so we really only think that we need to address something when it gets to quote the the awful place well, whatever number that is for you <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like the amount of people that are living with chronic stress and chronic tension mm -hmm. um 
is they don't even realize it. There's so many people, like you just said, it's it's normal. This has become yeah. the normal. And so you're what's happening is that in the brain, the amygdala is like firing off, sending sending all this cortisol constantly in, in the body, which you know is really only supposed to be there when you're in those life or death, you know, uh fight or flight situations. But instead, yeah. our bodies are constantly in fight or flight. And that is not healthy. And so this is a beautiful tool that can help you, as I like to say, come home to yourself and find that find that inner inner peace. And um, and we deserve that. We all deserve to feel good physically, mentally, emotionally. So do what yeah. you know to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Give yourself that. That is an act of self love. I mean, the the word self love and the phrase I should say is self care is thrown around so much these days, but it really is like these are great examples of true self care, true self love mm -hmm. is to give yourself that time and attention, and the space to process um, so that you don't have to live in fight or flight or at in a state that's so chronically inflamed and stressed out that you don't even realize that you're living in fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And I see this every day in my functional medicine practice, people come to me with a myriad of symptoms that are manifesting as autoimmune or insulin resistance or type two diabetes or heart disease, high cholesterol, any of these things. But it all comes back to inflammation and stress, which is driven by our cortisol cycles. So yeah. people, listen, this is for real has health implications. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. I'm currently reading um, Mind Over, uh, what is it? Mind Over, oh, now I'm going to forget. Mind Over Body or Mind Over by Lisa Rankin. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look it up real quick because it's like, it's so good. It's all about um, the it's all it's all about how our mind can can really if we allow ourselves to process and feel our feelings and we think we we can think our way healthy too right like yeah. our th our thoughts really impact our our bodies and so yeah just, and a big part of that is allowing yourself to feel feel the feels feel the feelings you know yeah. even when they're un uncomfortable it's really going to mind over medicine. That's it. I know we're medicine. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Dr. It's, Lisa Rankin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, we get to this place by really what I feel like is being unconscious about what's running around amok in our heads. What are those thoughts that you said so eloquently earlier drive our reactions and our results. But when we get intentional and uncovering those, that's where the power is. And we realize, oh my gosh, I've been living so many years on autopilot. I had no idea that this is the reality I was creating for myself emotionally and physically, but I have the power to change it. And so I, that's, this is such a powerful tool to help open that door and for you to like really become aware of what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Giving yourself yourself the time and the space to feel, process, move through, but then also like choose thoughts and feelings that you want to feel. Yeah, it's like so many of us don't even realize that we can choose. Mm -hmm. That sort of like we're just that it's almost like it's a result. Like the feelings are a result. Well, no, 
you get to choose the feeling. <laughs> right, right. And I love that about like, you know, it really is. It's about it's about cultivating that connection between the mind and, and the body and how you were saying, like, what am I thinking about and how am I feeling? And sometimes I'll have my clients set an alarm on their phone for like different times throughout the day. How am I feeling? Okay, if the answer to that question is like, I'm feeling good. Okay, great. What am I thinking about? you know, beginning to, to make that connection. And if the answer is like, oh, I feel like crap. Okay. What are you thinking about? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So that awareness is can really be mind blowing for people because it's not something that we typically do. You know, again, it's like that society telling us to power through, keep going, push on. Right. And so when we take that time to really connect in, in that way, beautiful things can happen. Yes. 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 So good. So good. Well, thank you, Lauren. Again, tell everyone where you want to send them for your masterclass. Yeah. So the masterclass is at mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass. Um, and then you can find out all about my events just on my website too, mindshiftwithlauren.com. And uh, if you look on Instagram, if you search for mindshiftwithlauren, I'll come up. My, my handle is Lauren Nicole. But if you search okay. for mindshiftwithlauren, I'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you so much again for all your wisdom, all your work, and for that demonstration. I think it was really helpful. And I don't normally post videos for these episodes, but because of what you just took us through, I'm going to post this one okay. on on YouTube, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> So, um, all right. So everyone, uh, thank you for joining us today. Definitely check out mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash master masterclass. And um, if for some reason you're driving and you didn't catch that, you can always go to drlaramay.com forward slash podcast. And that's where all the show notes to all the shows live. And this link will live there too. So it will take you directly to her if that's yet another way to find her and um, learn about her work. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. I encourage you to give yourself the time, give yourself the space, give yourself the love um, to just have just that little bit of six down to three, uh, but, you know, because that can be, you know, the opening of something really great and really powerful and healing for yourself. So thank you so All much right. for having me. I really love this uh, conversation. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll catch you in the next episode.